Welcome to the recap, folks. Welcome to the recap. This is the part of our podcast where we recap this week's sermon. Do you like that intro? Yeah, sure. Okay, good. Trying to keep it spicy. I'm here with Dave today, and only Dave. We're the only two that are on the recap today, and he's uh, he's got something on his mind that he wants to wants to talk about before we dive into the sermon here. What did we do a couple nights ago, Dave? <laughs> well, we were just, I was reminiscing before we started this about kind of my epic victory over you in Mario Golf. In Mario Golf. <laughs> so we got this new routine that every once in a while, uh, I have like this 30 or 35 minute window when Kelly's busy at night and all of my responsibilities are done and Nick only lives a couple streets away. And so we've taken up Mario golf <laughs> and been quite the hobby. <laughs> and a couple, couple nights ago, Nick was in a pretty good position to tie and I made a really, really <sighs> long, really long putt to win. You just hate to see it folks. You and just hate to see it. <laughs> I, I really love to win. <laughs> so, so I've just been, he made like a 42 foot putt. Just been savoring that. And he yelled, and I think he woke up my neighbors. <laughs> he yelled so loud. It was a, it was quite the, it was quite the yell. So he's been talking about that a lot the last few days, guys. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> so to, this week we're just gonna recap our Mario Golf <laughs> game. A couple nights ago. Oh, I should have, I should have tied it up, and he came in clutch. Mm. So props to Dave. He, uh, he deserved that one. I did not. Anyway, we're here to talk about the sermon. <laughs> so uh, Genesis 21, the birth of Isaac. Why don't you give us a, a quick recap of your main points? Yeah, so uh, the first part of this chapter is, um, is really the promise of the offspring that's been made to Abraham now and Sarah. Back when he was Abram, I always called him Abraham. And now that he's Abraham, I always call him Abram. I do it every Sunday. Huh. People should listen for it. I will mess it up again. <laughs> um, I, uh, and and uh, we're, we're like 25 or so years into the story, wandering, famine, pharaohs, barrenness, uh, Sodom and Gomorrah, armies, wars, all, the, all these things uh, going on. And um, kind of uh, amazing, despite Abraham being 100 years old and Sarah being 90 years old, that God shows up and does what he promised to bring an offspring that's going to come and bless all the nations. And that's really what verses one and two emphasize that God came, God did what he said, God did what he promised. God came at the appointed time. He said he would showing uh, that the answer to Sarah's question in chapter 18, I believe is anything too hard for the Lord is a resounding. No, (laughs) nothing Mm -hmm. is too hard for the Lord. He will keep his promises. So that was, that was point number one, just seeing that promise kept. Point number two is actually seeing another promise kept in the provision and protection of Hagar and Ishmael. Right. God had already promised to preserve Ishmael and make him a great nation back when he had his first time of wandering in the desert with his mom. And, and here again at the end of this feast with a feast celebrating Isaac's birth and just everything's as it should be. Sarah sees Ishmael mocking Isaac and asks him to be sent away. And that makes Abraham sad because Ishmael's his son. Mm-hmm. And, um, 
and I think that uh, what what happens is God comes to Abraham and reminds him of the promise he made and says, "Go ahead and send him away. I've got I've got plans and purposes in this. I'm going to take care of your son." Mm-hmm. And so, really, uh, based on that promise, uh, Abraham in faith sends Ishmael and Hagar away with water and bread. Uh, they are about to die, and they cry out. And Ishmael's name means the God who hears. And right after it talks about them crying out, the next verse says, and God heard them. Hmm. And he comes and he provides water. And we see that God is with Ishmael as he grows up and becomes a great hunter and gets married. And so we get this anticipation. Oh, look at God's keeping his promise again. And this is the first time that Abraham has to give up, in a sense, his son. Uh, We're going to see another one this coming week. Mm Uh, but but Abraham is able to, by faith, give up his son, and God keeps his promise. And finally, Abraham deals with Abimelech, who uh, who is the the leader, the king um, in that region of the Philistines, and uh, that's where they're sojourning at that time. And Abimelech comes and wants to make a peace treaty with Abraham that he continued to sojourn there as long as him and their all their posterity remain at peace. And so they they make a a covenant at a well and they make this oath together. And I think that's supposed to remind us, Hey, God has promised this land to them. Mm-hmm. And here God is preserving them and providing them this place to continue <clears throat> to dwell until he brings the promise to completion. And so I just, I talked about for us, you know, just trusting in God's promises, joining God in his joy yeah. and keeping his promises. And I just talked about how we're, we're like Abraham. We have these promises out in front of us and sometimes we have to wait 25 years <laughs> And sometimes we, you know, we're in this land that's not yet our home, but we know there's one coming that's going to be our home. Mm-hmm. And God is faithful to uh, keep his promises, work his power, hear us, provide for us, protect us, and give us provision until until they all come true. And they're going to all come true one day soon. Yep. I thought it was interesting. This just came to mind. Um, when when Sarah says, send, send Hagar and Ishmael away, um, that wasn't necessarily like a good reaction by her. Um, like that wasn't her best moment. And yet God still says, go ahead and do that. Yep. Right. Yep. He says, yeah, I, I mean, that's okay. Cause I've got plans. Yep. Which is an interesting example of God's sovereignty, even over our bad choices. It is. It's a, you know, he had plans. He knew it was coming and yeah. he took care of them. And even though it wasn't Sarah's best moment, he was sovereign over that, yeah, I, and ha- in control. I, I, and I think it goes both ways. I think we're, I think we're meant to see Sarah distrusting God's promises there, mm-hmm. and Ishmael distrusting God's promises. And we're meant to be reminded, oh, this is still messy. Yeah, this is still broken. They have made a mess of things. Mm-hmm. And then we're meant to see. I, th- I think we're meant to see as a foreshadowing of what's coming in the next chapter. This sign of Abram's. Abraham, there I did it again. Abraham's- <laughs> That didn't take long. <laughs> exhibit A. Uh, Abraham's faith and that he is displeased because I think he, he, he's trusting God. Like Ishmael can't mess up this promise. I love my son. And then he acts in faith and obedience to God, mm-hmm. even when he doesn't understand it. And, and I mean like, so, so isn't it good news? Because we've all had this experience. I've had this experience 700 times as a pastor uh-huh. where it's like, man, I am- I just, I wasn't super kind at home. I had a bad day. Yeah. Frustrated. And then I, and then you know what I have to go do? Marriage counseling. (laughs) 
<laughs> exactly. And, and somehow God in his providence uh, still still keeps his promises mm-hmm. um, despite my foolishness. I mean, how many times have, have we just made decisions that we could look back on and say, that wasn't helpful. I wasn't my most mature. Mm-hmm. God, I just didn't have those rough edges refined off yet. And look, God was so faithful yeah. to protect and provide. And that, that's... That's the good news in our uh, present day circumstances. You know, God's going to care for us, but ultimately that's the even better news of our salvation. Yep. That we can mess it up a thousand times. And Jesus says, well, it it was never about what you were going to do. I paid for it. You're in me. You're covered in my righteousness. Yeah, it's all me. And I'm going to get you, I'm going to get you home. And that's what we see happens then in, in Abraham. Then what is welling up is faith. Yeah. And that's what happens with us too, is that we begin to go, I, I wanna, I wanna trust you more. You've proven yourself. And so it doesn't, uh, God keeping all the promises and it being all about God doesn't negate our call to holiness or our call to live faithfully. It just creates it like a fountain coming out of our hearts mm-hmm. rather than an obligation, like a checklist that we have to yeah. do. Yeah, yeah, that's good. Um, you mentioned something to me before we started about how you saw in this in this section, how like the the chapter and verse uh, demarcations in our Bibles, they're not actually there in the original and sometimes they're right. not very helpful. So right. what did you mean by that? Yeah. Um, the, the place I've seen it most is in the gospels when you'll have like three or four parables right. next mm-hmm. to each other. And they're actually all supposed to be together and you're supposed to kind of get one overarching part, point from them. But you read them like these separate little stories because- there's headings in the way. Right. Yeah. You see these yeah. numbers and it like does something yeah. in our brain. Look at yeah. 21 should be read separate from 22. Yeah. When really these authors, I think are, are just by God's super intention crafting something for particular reasons and purposes. And so, yeah, th- this week I just never, I had never seen before. And it's such a privilege to get to study and just think about something for 15 or 20 hours a week. Right. I had never yeah. seen before the promise to Ishmael and Isaac, both working in chapter 21. And I'd never seen before that really 21 and 22 are these back-to-back chapters of Abraham giving up his son Mm -hmm. um, that I think are meant to be kind of uh, uh, crescendoing pictures of it. Sure. um, In in different ways of just for us to get to see how Abram's faith is being built, how God provides... um, and then the next chapter, you know, God really provides, and we'll we'll see that this week. But yeah. I I just said I hadn't seen it before. I think because I just read them as separate stories because there was a twenty one, and then there was a twenty two. Yeah. And then this week, as I was reading, I try to read always before and after where I've been, where I'm going. I was like, oh, if I just erase that twenty two, it's kind of yep. like the author's doing something here. Yeah. yeah. So that's just a good lesson for yeah. all of us in reading our Bibles. Um, those chapter breaks aren't there in the original. And so it's a good exercise to, as you're reading to like, okay, well, what, what came before and what came after? And are these meant to be connected even though there's a heading and, you know, there's this number that in our brain makes them seem separate. Oftentimes they're supposed to flow. That's right. Right into each other. And we're supposed to see the connections. That's right. Um, So that's really helpful. Good. Well, anything else that you wanted to touch on uh, that you want to leave us with? from this this chapter? I don't think so. Maybe the only thing I've been wanting to say on this recap for a while um, as a plug for something that you're uh, really invested in is that one of the testimonies I've heard 
um, over and over again as I've preached through Genesis is that for those students who have been in truth on fire mm-hmm. and taken some of the um, principles of biblical interpretation and biblical theology classes especially, that this Genesis series has been so much maybe richer, uh, deeper, uh, more exciting and, and just mm-hmm. illuminating for yeah. them than ever before in any other sermon series. And it's not because I'm a better preacher than anyone they've ever heard before. That's probably the opposite is probably true. <laughs> but it is because they have this now new breadth of understanding of the unity and continuity and progressive covenantal nature of the Bible. Right. That is just for yeah. them helping them love God so much more, love their neighbor so much more and see so much more in the word of God. So if you're listening to this and you're thinking, man, uh, this Genesis series has been helpful in helping see so many themes in the Bible. I just want to encourage you to take a moment to pray about jumping in truth on fire and getting all the more out of it. Yep. I think it'll keep happening as we preach the books of the Bible that those students will go, man, we get it. So absolutely. If you're interested in hearing more about Truth on Fire, you can email me directly, nick.rowan at bethlehem.church. Registration is open. There's an informational video that we just sent out this last week in the pastoral newsletter. Uh, You'll be hearing about it more um, in the coming weeks. Um, So yeah, we're really looking forward to diving back into it this fall. So thanks, Dave. Appreciate it. This was a great, great sermon and just a call to join God in his joy in his covenant keeping promises. So thanks. Thanks.